Welcome back to this episode. This is the second part of a doubleheader. If you haven't heard the first, go back. Go back and listen to it. If you can't be bothered, that's all right. Just keep listening to this one and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And don't forget, like and subscribe. I hate it when people say that. Well, while you were saying that, before you say your thing, I've got a thing for you. I looked something, one thing up about Australian basketball. And it was just relating to something we talked about before. When did they acknowledge the three-point line? Oh, I don't know, Mark. Well, it actually says here. On the 4th of October, 1923. Players who earned scoring titles before 1984 season did not record any three points because the three-point line was only implemented in the 1984 season. Is that worldwide, is it? No, that was in Australia. So Australia acknowledged the three-point line in 1984. If you remember, it was 1979 in the NBA that the three-point line was actually brought up. Oh, wow. So, you know, that's only, and that's only a four or five-year sort of span. Yeah. But I just, I thought that was quite, because you said, obviously, that where the 36ers went back into the early 80s, you know, that's when they came from. They would have been there at the beginning when the three-point line was there. The reason I was asking, I was wondering that was because I wondered if they had a court that they had to, you know, add the three-point line to. Because Australia was one of those countries that were governed by FIBA. And, you know, I think it was 2010 or 2011, FIBA changed the three-point line. So we changed it in the UK for a while, I think, as well. And they made it come out further so it was more like the american one but it was only at the front it came out not on the sides mm. so the sides were narrower but the front was longer yeah you just shoot on the sides didn't you? yeah so then people went so then they went right we'll make it bigger all the way around and then that didn't work so they sort of shrunk it kind of a bit back so it's not quite as big now as as america but still bigger than it was or bigger than college i think um but yeah i was just i was curious when they started following the, that pattern for the the courts because they and wouldn't is they, that similar to the nba yeah, well, it's only like four years back from that season, oh, okay. so that's not too bad. But also, oh, you've you got to think, um, that's like early 80s. So, you know, obviously there was a lot of development in Australia over the 80s, 90s with all of the uh, infrastructure and everything that they're building. So that, that's pretty interesting, I thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you'll be shocked about when I tell you this, about Adelaide 36ers and their home support. Their first basket was cheered at certain volume. Okay. Their second basket is cheered at the same volume. Yeah. In the middle of the game, that basket is cheered at the set. They are up for it the whole time. Really? Yeah. It's not like, do you know when someone scores and you get, it's like someone scores, it's like, yeah, they're well up for it. Well up for it. Um, obviously, I know when he gets to the fourth court and he gets excited, it's going to get the volume is going to get louder. But that's what I loved about the home support for the Adelaide 36ers. It goes in, they freaking cheer it. Like I you, mean, we've been to NBA games. I don't want, oh, should I say the team name? But we've been to <laughs> NBA games where whist goes up for tip 
and half the arena walk out. Yeah. Like, Let's go get food. And we're like, what? This is a bit weird. Why is that? Yeah. And they all come back for the fourth quarter. You don't get that. Like, it is, the volume just stays the same. I think they did that in Memphis, didn't they? I'll tell you what. And uh, that was ironic because that was the first year that Jay Morant was was uh, playing. But at that time, he was not as was as sensational as he was, but he was only starting his Rookie of the Year sort of quest. Uh, I'm going to give you an idea of the volume. And don't forget, this is recorded on my phone. Okay. So this could go horribly wrong. Um, <laughs> this is the magpie. You can see that. Here. So he gets his own intro. That's good, isn't it? It's nice with the Titan Tron and everything. Going and this out. is the players coming out. That's on my phone, and that's loud on this podcast. Okay, isn't it? now I have a question. So, when you did the media day, before yep. you were talking about the, when we took, going back to the games now, you got a chance to see behind the scenes, which, you know, obviously we do the podcast, mm. um, but you also do the announcing for Walks for Force. Yeah. So, you got to look at who does what and how that sort of works in that sort of game. Yeah. So, how does it work? I don't <laughs> do you have like some one person doing music, one person doing commentary, I, one person doing? Um, I I saw a glimpse. Yeah, I saw a glimpse. So I didn't see um, loads. I didn't see loads of things. So um, I saw lots of desks and lots yeah. of wires occupied by the magpie. Um, what what I I I, I did see is um, I managed to go on the uh, on the Adelaide court. And this on was, the actual court, yeah, 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 on the actual court, springy, so, springy, not not as much as an NBA floor. Like, do you know when you walk on like yeah, the court like and you're like, like, oh man, I've got an extra, I've got an extra there, few yeah. inches. Um, That's what she said. And um, I didn't feel that on that court, but it was a very nice floor. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? It is a extremely nice floor. Maybe the Americans are cheating with a little bit of extra bounce on that mark. They have super bouncy floor. That, that. There's yeah. no question of that. Um, but what was um, an absolute, absolute honor. Um, and I'll be honest, I was acting as cool as I can be <laughs> around this guy. But inside, I was just like, holy crap, I just met John Casey. Oh, wow. He is the the voice of Australia. Um, and you would have heard him. Everyone here listening would have heard him. Um, so he's a uh, commentator, obviously, in basketball. Um, and you would have heard him commentate basketball um, almost certainly in the Sydney Olympics. Um, oh, okay. Where he was commentating basketball, football, and I think boxing. So um, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Dale was like, oh, yes, is uh, the voice of Australia. And I didn't put two and two together. And he said, John Casey. And as this, as John's talking to me, I'm like, oh, it's really clicking who you are now. Wow, this is an honor. I mean, this guy goes back to, to the 80s. I mean, he was over in the UK working with Sky. 
Um, he re- used to be doing tennis and he was Wim- well, with Wimbledon, golf, football, F1. Um, so he was all over Sky. He was working, I think, um, it, so it, when, when he went to back to Australia, I think it was Fox Sports where oh, he was wow. doing it. So he is... Um, I'm not supposed to bump into, isn't it? I will go as far as to say, like, he is an idol as far as, you know, a, you know, a journalist and what he's accomplished. And it was one of the things I was talking to him about was how does a journalist become um, a commentator in basketball? Because for me, that is like commentating basketball. I, that's as good as it gets, right? On live TV. God, it doesn't get better than that. And I'm like, and he was just telling me about his journey and stuff. And it was like, I was actually, as he was talking, I was thinking this would be amazing for the podcast, but yep. I'm really trying to stay professional here and not <laughs> say, John, please, can you come on the podcast? <laughs> but um, it was an absolute, absolute honor to meet him. And um, just, I, I didn't say, this is, this is the first time I've actually said this. I've not, I, I haven't told this to anyone, but personally, that was one of the highlights for me on that day meeting someone of his experience his caliber i'm even getting nervous saying this uh look at my hand getting nervous saying this but but it was on the adelaide floor as well and you know he it wasn't just like oh right how are you doing yeah yeah he like he got up walked out of his seat and came and stood on on the court floor and you're talking to him um wow and it was it was an absolute honor and um <clears throat> my voice is even going all shaky i don't know how to say it bloody hell um just it was just a great experience someone of his magnitude um john is listening was, to this now going suck it up mary Come <laughs> i was just like going holy <laughs> crap but i was really trying to act cool because again i was trying to trying to stay professional and you know what it's like when so is you're the- in these positions you you are, are with people who inside you're like let's say you meet michael jordan you're like holy crap michael jordan and most people go can i have a picture can i have a uh, an autograph or something like that and it's like you know what you got to move yourself away from that and just you know i like having that moment that memory of Miss, like, mr jordan hello mr, uh, hello, mr. jordan yeah mr jordan i wouldn't try i wouldn't be with the person who tries to go i'm gonna go super cool and go you're right mike Hey, Mike. Like, yeah, it's just Mike over there. <clears throat> no, it's not. That's Mr. Jordan. Done. Well, the voice of Australia, John Casey. So that was um, that, that was a, that was a real very very cool. As a real honor, and like everyone listening, you, you've heard him commentate. And was so, he? So what was he there? Was he there professionally? Or? Yeah, no, he was commentating the game. So I that's think what he for was... I'm, I don't know. I'm assuming for Fox or whatever it was on live TV. I'm guessing Fox, but. Yeah, he was commentating the game. Um, and you know what? What I like about um, that interaction was in life you meet people and they can give you a little bit of themselves with time, if that makes sense. Yes. They can go, hi, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Great to meet you. See you later. You go, okay, that's an interaction you're going to have with millions of people. Mm-hmm. But when you have an interaction where it's like, um, it just goes a bit further than that. And, you know, oh, you got family over here. Okay, we're going a bit deep. And then, like, yeah. start talking about, well, how did you get in the game? He's like, oh, wow. And then 
there's a few references I made to the 80s and then he was going into it and then he's giving me advice about how you can progress to be able to do something like that and telling me that everybody's journey is different um and when he was asking me questions he actually looked like he gave a crap about my answer that I made and that's what I really liked about that um great great experience and that was yeah one of the day's highlights for me not a 10 second hi how are you like standing talking to him for five ten minutes so he's doing the commentating as in like the play-by-play commentating yeah what you see on tv that's hard i've i've always watched that and appreciate the fact that whether it's murray walker f1 or anyone like that even someone who's playing cricket where it's maybe a slower pace you think you've got to be so on top of all the stats you've got to have all the sheets you've got to have all the information haven't you so that whatever happens you can go oh that's the fifth time he's done that oh that's the second time that's happened or yeah well these guys i mean it was awesome seeing the the level of professionalism the way they come to the game like i was telling you the um oh the guys see a little little sheet over here yeah well the guy's name escapes me now but they they were doing um where, where I was watching the game, they were doing the live commentator on yeah. the um, uh, for the radio, and it was one of the most. And I, I really wish I could remember his name. I should have wrote it down. Um, one of the most professional commentating bits of work that I've had the privilege to sit next to and listen. Yeah, it was like the level of detail he was going into of information he was giving people not on the play but um things like he'd be talking about um you know like as an example i've got here adelaide number one uh trenton flowers so he was talking about during the game you know potential future nba um uh star okay see this guy's an american um, and he turned his back on Louisville University. Um, oh, okay. And it was just giving you that information during the commentating in the most professional way I've ever heard in my life. Just like dropping it in, but effortlessly. It just yeah. Absolute effortlessly. Um, and, you know, I'd, I've shown you, I've t- took a picture of his notes. Yeah. Oh, that's the one you sent me with the highlight of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really wish. I could find his name. I have, I, I'm, I'm sure I wrote it down, but I can't see it. But I, I said to him afterwards, I, I shook his hand because he was live on the radio. So I couldn't really talk to him until the game finished and all that. And I just shook his hand and said, that was an absolute pleasure listening to you work, sir. Thank you very much. And uh, he was a bit taken back, like, really? Like, this is kind of day in, day out for me. But, yeah. you know, when you're doing that for years and years and years, you know, you're going to master your craft. He definitely definitely had mastered it you probably don't get that when, when, when you're doing that day in day out not as he's complacent but he if he's doing it on the radio he's often probably quite atta- detached from the listener so he's talking and he's putting stuff out there but he doesn't get that direct someone going wow man that was cool yeah and i i wasn't even sure again just trying to keep the professionalism do i did i want to say it but then i thought you know what it's good to do something well and someone appreciate your work so i thought nah screw it it's always it's always nice if someone tells you something good yeah Um, there's never a bad time for that and um 
yeah, it, it was it was a real honor listening to him. So where I was sat, I had um, the radio guys. There's three of them doing the commentating to my left. So during the game, again, it is super super loud. But I'm half getting commentary because I'm we're, you're sat quite close to each other. Yeah. So I'm half getting commentary, and um, so it's almost like I was watching the game going like, yeah, 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 that's a great shot. Yeah, yeah, okay, Trent. Oh, right, he's from Louisville University. Oh, right, yeah, okay. So it's great. But it is so loud that you're getting snippets of the information yeah. from the crowd. Um, and then to my left, sorry, to my right, I had Dale. So what Dale was doing was updating in real time the, um, the actual match report itself that goes out all on the website and stuff like that. So wow. I thought that was really interesting because... Laptops there, guys just hit. This is going to affect the game, blah, blah, blah. and I actually asked him. Dale's word per minute's right up there, then. Well, I, it's not. No, it's not volume. It's just quality. I think with that, like you might a quarter might go past, and you might get two small paragraphs or oh, three okay. sentences. But um, I did ask him, and um, I don't think he'll mind. I don't think he'll mind me saying this. Um, but I was like. Dale, can I ask you a question? He's like, yeah. I was like, have you ever written a report for the game and then you've written a good chunk of it before? Not before, but, you know, near the start. You've watched, like, the first quarter and gone, oh, this is over. And you've pretty much finished your report. And then you get to the last five minutes of the game and all hell breaks loose and you've got to rewrite your report. And he's like, yeah, I have. And he goes, you have. He was like, it happens a few times. You just go... Control A, select all, delete, <laughs> rewrite guess, real quick. Yeah, you know, you say that, it's funny, but actually all, a lot of basketball games come down to that last, that Q4, and there's, there's been a couple of games, not just in our BBL, but in the NBA of the last few weeks that people have had that, where it's that Q4, suddenly they were five points down, now they're 12 points up, and the whole tone of the game has completely changed. So, yeah, you'd have to rewrite that whole article, wouldn't you? The whole tone of the article was going to be yeah well i thought that was great and you know what that's what i liked about um dale he was um the hospitality that he showed me there i was just extremely grateful for um and you know he was any question i had he was very very open and it was you know great again having that curtain just pull back a bit um from an australian perspective but what i loved absolutely loved and i, I really hope it, someone would, would do this in the uk next to dale were two chaps and they were um doing an alternative commentating slash chat right so what it was is you have the adelaide 36ers yeah. app is this is my understanding this is dale saying this to me while the crowd are going nuts. So I'm <laughs> half hearing every other word going, okay, I think I got the gist of that. It was loud. And um, so what happened was um, you have the Adelaide app that you should, can download. And yeah. I think one of the options on there yeah. is you get this alternative channel yeah. with these two guys talking, but they might not be talking about the game. They might be sitting there going, okay, so during the game you know giving their just their opinion on the players they could be talking about you know the kangaroos coming into town so yeah, they the, do so they, come into the town the, you know whatever but i really like the fact that I knew that came 
um, I don't, I, 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 I can't, it felt, and I was trying to listen to it a bit, it felt like there might be a bit of a comedic edge to that show, mm -hmm. which I loved yeah. about that. Where you got two guys going, oh my god, he's just throwing a brick up. My mom could shoot better than that. Yeah. Stuff like that, which you wouldn't get, you know, John Casey said, or the guy on the radio. No, that's a really, I mean, look, let's be fair, it's not a million miles away what we would do if we were commentating in the game. I know you like to keep everything very professional above board. I maybe not so much but i'd like an alternative version every an, now and then an alternative great. version I, I like the idea of that because of the easing this easy listening aspect of it um when i've always tried to listen to commentary as opposed to watch a game and hear the commentary i'm with basketball i tend to like watching the game because i like to watch the movement of the players i find it very difficult to listen to basketball because basketball is such a fast-paced game whereas other sports you can have commentary, can't you? Like Formula One or racing or something like that. You could quite easily have commentary on that because there's there's movement, but not as much as often. The frequency of it is is of the incidents are much less. Uh, basketball is end to end. By the time yeah. you've just finished talking about that thing, they're up the other end and they score. That's and why I was so back. impressed with the guy commentating on the radio next to me because he is painting that picture. For someone on the radio who's not there, and you were given stats, weren't you? That they. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bought this. Look, I, I got this for you. So, this was. Um, well, here's an example. So every quarter, someone runs around. One of the lackeys is let out their cage, and they they. And they print around. off the box score and go and give it to all the media. Yeah, like thirty sixes and get the Brisbane Bullets, mate. You know I like my stats, Mark. I love a stick. So this guy comes up and goes, here you go, is the box score? And I'm like, holy sugar. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I can, and you see it in real time. Okay, I can see people's two point percentage, three point percentage, three so throw got, percentage. So you've got Q4, that's Q3, Q2. Oh, you get it yeah, every, yeah. at the end of every quarter, you get that. So first thing I love is you're getting each breakdown of each quarter. So if you get the Q2, you've got one and two, plus you've got the halves. Then the breakdown. It, it breaks it at us every five minutes. Now, what is that one? Just out of interest on here, there's a. Oh, I, I can see. That's points scored uh, per, per quarter. quarter. Man. Oh, so that says FIBA box score. So they're obviously doing it within a regulation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like exactly what they're doing the BBL. Yes. Exactly. But well, this is what I was going to say. But this is what they're printing out and giving the media. Now, so that's the question to the BBL then. Is that are they home? doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way they're doing that. Then no one's printing that out and giving that to the media BBL guys. No way. Mark, the professionalism goes up 10 notches in Adelaide. Um, and, uh, you know, what's great is you've got information being handed to you. So you can be talking about someone who's gone to line. So here, this guy um, here. So I mean, that's in just sorry, button in. Genius Sports down the bottom there. That is all the this powered bit. This is exactly the stuff that the BBL use. Yeah. Like that is it's, that's all on the logos on the side of the FIBA. So that's but very interesting. This is what I liked about it. Was um if you look, I don't know if you can see it on where whatever court you're in, but there's a guy Q3 um, on here. So if you look at number three, Kel. Um, how many times has he gone to the line? What on Adelaide? For Adelaide, Cal, right at the top. Yeah. How many times has he gone to the line? 
free throws, uh, six or seven. Six out of seven. Okay, so on mine, I've got the at the end of the game, eight out of nine. So 88.9% yeah. from the free throw line. 85.7, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, but that is absolute invaluable information from media perspective that you're getting in real time. So now when you're watching that basketball game and they're saying, well, he's 88.9% from the free throw line, let's see how he's going to get on here. Well, that's where they got it from. Um, I, I always assumed for some reason that, that maybe it was a laptop and it, they were just like plugged in on the internet or whatever and it was just feeding through. But maybe I actually prefer the piece of paper. I prefer that because you can mark stuff and, and highlight it. Um, great, isn't it? Yeah. Can I just say for this game with about a minute and 20, minute and 20, minute and 25 seconds, something like that, the score was 85-85. Really? It was a tied game, 85-85. I mean, God, this was three weeks ago now, but I think Adelaide were up by like five points. I like that stat, fast break points. Yeah. I like that one. That's a great one, isn't it? Because points from turnovers, yeah, that's good. Um, You'd like to think if you've got an effective offense that your points from turnovers would be good. I mean, you could camp out on these stats all day, couldn't you? It's the stuff we look at for the BBL. Can I call? It? Can I call someone out on this? Oh, well, if it's a well, if it's going to be a Brisbane bullet. Yeah, do it then. Yeah. Isaac White, you got to pull your socks up, mate. Why? Fifty percent. Oh, actually, look, In no, Q- Q3. forget that. Forget that. You should be able to find out who missed two free throws. Okay, it's number three. Shannon, Shannon Scott. Shannon Scott, yeah. He gave everyone hungry jacks by missing those two that's, free throws. That's what I'm thinking. He's the one who missed it, wasn't he? Yeah. There yeah. you go. But so you can't, so you can't be mad at Shannon because everyone's happy they got a burger out of that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, you got you got a couple of fifty uh, percenters on the um, Adelaide team, but I don't know what they were like on Q4. I'm looking down the bottom here. Jacob Wiley and Alex Starling. They were on. They were on one for two. Don't know if they got any better. Well. Some of the players that stood out for Adelaide for me, like um, Trent, Trenton Flowers, um, he's the one. The whilst I was there was kind of built up to be um, a potential NBA next superstar. And, you know, there was talk about, you know... Um, That's a great name as well. Got the Trent, name for it. Trenton Flowers, yeah. Um, they were talking about, you know, him turning his back on Louisville University to stay and play for the Adelaide 36ers. Um, I would say in the Brisbane game, um, sorry, in the game after Brisbane, um, he he felt like he came out of his shell a little bit more in the Perth game, in my opinion. Just looked like I saw more of him in that game than in the Brisbane game. Um, but there is a guy. Oh, it was. It, I mean, it wasn't many minutes, was there, in the first couple of quarters? No, I don't know if he picked up fouls. I can't remember. Again, it was. Um, I know it's going to sound silly, but I like even just looking at the sheet again. I like the fact that it's in number order. So you're going down from low to high in the number order rather than going down by names. It sounds really silly, but then by doing that, you're getting from a, a commentating point of view, you're going number 14, Karen Galloway, and you're, and you're getting straight in on that's the number, that's the person, that's the number, that's the person, which makes the commentating easier. Yeah. Whereas if you were going number uh, name order, all the numbers would be jiggled and it, it would throw you a little bit just yeah. from the, that quick read point of view. 
Well, I mean, for Adelaide, you had... Um, I don't know. I don't, again, I was only there for a few games, so I don't know who their main main man is. But mm. number, number 34, Dejan Vasiljevic. I think that's how you say his name. Vasiljevic. Um, I mean, he was pretty unstoppable. Um, he was a like point guard, bringing the ball. Strong as hell. Strong as hell. He's got... Um, he looks like he's got a chip on your shoulder. Do you know those players who play who look pissed off? Yeah. He's like that. I love those players. I really love those players. Um, you know, just like got a point to prove. And the crowd were definitely behind um, Vasiljevic. But also, there's a guy, number number eight, Isaac Humphreys. Yep. He's my kind of player. You'd like him. He's a big, does all the dirty work underneath. Yep. Again, for the second game I saw in Perth, he started off really well. I think he, I want to say in the first quarter of the Perth game, he was scoring most of the points. I could be wrong, but he was he was you know working his socks off. Um, and then you've got um, you know that uh, number three Cal. He came alive in the fourth quarter for this game against Brisbane anyway. Um, and um, oh, I'm trying to think back. I mean, I'm looking at this like the. Uh, just looking at the old Brizzy Bullets. The um oh sorry, Wiley. Number twenty-four, Jacob Wiley. Do you know who he reminded me of? Um was um I think it was um who's the guy who played for Orlando went Gordon. Lost the slam dunk competition. Is it Gordon? Aaron Aaron, Aaron Gordon. Gordon yeah. He reminded me of him. Like his build similar. Really? But even the way he moved, just remind. I don't know why it just reminded me of him. Why well, Gordon's a very athletic guy. Yeah, this guy's a very athletic guy. Um, and um, yeah, well, he, right up until he gets bitten by dog. He was, he was a, you know, a, a great player to watch as well. Um, there is another guy I want to talk about from the Brisbane Bullets, and that is number eleven, and that's Rocco Zakaski. Now, this guy walked past me, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> and I said a brief hello. Yeah. He's seven foot three. Oh, okay. So I looked up, up at him. Up, up. Not up, just up. Up, up, up. Um, so, yeah, he's seven foot three. Um, 17 years old. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And they're talking about potentially an NBA Oh, next real? star yeah maybe in the next two years um what i thought about him in the first half definitely maybe the first three quarters it's like i'm you know really is he, he big but like oh, okay but then in the fourth he started doing a few things and you're like oh, okay yeah you're showing you can play now like um he didn't have much time I mean, hang on this is what's brilliant about this number 11 so he only came on for seven minutes well, that's the third. Seven I'll minutes. just put the thing on there. So there's your fourth third. Oh. Uh, so eight minutes. So yeah. Um, so he he didn't come on, but it, it, for loads of the game, but definitely in the second half, he started just a few little things like big rebound, bam, boom, get out or blocks, and you thought, oh okay, here you go. But you could still see this kid's seventeen. 
Yeah, but they like the bigs at the moment, don't they? They're all, it's funny. We, everyone went away from bigs and like three years ago, you had teams openly calling it small ball. Where they're saying, yeah, we're going to have all these teams with players that are the tallest players, like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, or whatever, like that. They were calling it small ball. Then all of a sudden, everyone wants to have a, a couple of Wembys on their side and Chet Holgreens. And well, I tell you what, you never know. This Sakarski, or would you say Sakarsky or Sakarski? I'd say ski. Maybe Rocco. Rocco. Rocco could be the next NBA star in a few years' time. Yeah. I think what he needs. From, again this is my humble opinion that has zero value whatsoever but it looks like he just needs that experience of court time court time getting mm. beaten up you know what it's like when when you're playing or back in the day when you're playing you see a 17 year old kid you think I'm just going to push him hell around now just like you know a couple of knocks yeah. and you usually maybe at a lower I don't know about that level you see it and just crumble yep. don't you yeah. so um, but yeah It'll be great to see where his career goes. Trenton Flowers, it'll be great to see where his career goes. But out of everyone, those were the two that were standout players um, for those two teams that could end up in the NBA. You and, know, someone and, you would like to and see. Where, where were those teams like in relation to Adelaide in the leagues? Oh, um, Adelaide. Um, Adelaide were so, sorry. I think I've answered one of your questions wrong. So there are ten teams in the league. Yeah. Adelaide a tenth. Yeah. Brisbane Bullets a seventh. Yeah. And the other one, the other game you watched was Perth, wasn't it? Um, the Perth Wildcats, and they were. Um, I think they were fourth in the league. Okay. They were fourth in the league, and they had a guy, um, who was. I I don't know I can't remember his name but I will guarantee he's an American <laughs> just by his mannerisms it was like this guy's an American it was quite funny he uh, I think he, he hit a free and got a foul and he was like looking at the crowd going yeah what man what or something like that and I was like oh god he's an, he's an American player isn't he but he was the MVP of the league last season was my understanding oh okay um I mean, oh, it's going to be difficult to search it now, but yeah. But they lost. That was the second game that I took. Like I had a lot of people with and had the kids with me. Um, and they lost that by uh, maybe like 15, 14. Okay. It's not, not a complete hammering, is it? But No, but, and let me find this out because this just came in the other day whilst I was in bed. Suffering. Um... any time today <laughs> trying to find it here we go right um sorry right. i've got nowhere to be tonight it's fine good good growing older so um last i don't know where it'd be maybe saturday last saturday just gone yeah there was um a uh, home game for Adelaide and Melbourne. Um, so that's what I was just looking. Melbourne United. Top of the league. Melbourne United. Melbourne? I know. No, United. Oh, no, Mark. No, not even that. Just Mark, every single... Name. I'm telling you now, every single person in Adelaide who's listening to this is going to be paying attention to what you say now. 
and I think they're going to like what you say. So you think Melbourne United is a crap name? I think it's just a trash name. Trash. Yeah. So the Melbourne United. I know it's Melbourne, but yeah. The Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. So Melbourne took on, uh, they came and took Adelaide on. Melbourne are at top of the table. Yeah. Um, 36 is a bottom. 36ers claim the win. Did they? By four points. Wow. They did a, a Patriots London Lions and and yeah. Bottom took the but top. Well, so it to was speak. it was really, really cool. Was I saw it and I thought, wow, that's a great idea. Where it was something like the year the team won the championship, they had this like kit on. And then for the game where they were playing Melbourne, they were gonna be wearing that championship kit which was like 20 years ago, but it was like, yeah, we're wearing the retro championship kit. So they wore the retro championship kit. Boom! Melbourne, four points, lose. Oh, that's tricky. Because then for the next game, whether, you know, whether you, you're into it or not, a lot of sports people are um, pretty superstitious about stuff like that. So they wore the retro kit and they knocked the people, uh, they you know, beat the people at the top. They'd be sitting there thinking... Your hat is the retro yeah, logo yeah. on it. Love it. So that's... I love this that. is the new one. That's... I think it was somewhere here. Yeah. It's very, very, very cool like that. Oh, look. If we're promoting Adelaide, you might as well say this as well. Hang on. This is on the back. Someone... Whilst I was over there, someone went, oh, that's the university I went to. Hang on. You see this name? Please insert here. Oh, no. Flinders University. Flinders. <laughs> Like the fact it says fantastic on the back of your shirt. Yep. Fantastic, mate. There you go. They're sponsoring Adelaide 36. I've got to say, I prefer 36ers to 6ers. In the same way, I prefer Philadelphia 76ers to just the 6ers. I just prefer that. I don't, what, I don't know why. What they write down is they write 36ERS. Yeah. I prefer, I prefer 36ers to just 6ers. The same as I, again, I don't like this. 70, I like 76ers. It's something about it. I don't like sixes on its own, but I like the colours of the kit. Very, um, very retro. Very well. Look, almost, almost Detroitish. You know what we should do? We should put these box scores up on the board as well. Look, we should have a little thing of all everywhere we go. Well, I've got the poster over there. You got the post, and you got the, the big three finger. Pardon? Big <laughs> celebrating. They've scored a three pointer. <laughs> yep, they're right there. Um, yep, yeah, we're going to make a mural. I'm going to do something with the walls. But look, 80, yeah, 85, 85 with a minute 20 or whatever it was left. And the final score. Oh, where, where is it? You've you marked up my paper, Mark. I did not. Go to the one on the bottom. Of course it is. The final score was 95, 88. Oh, wow. So they really held off their score. And let me play this. This was... This was... I mean, look, this is... This is the noise in the game. And this is what I mean by the crowd. This is right at the start of the game. Here you go. So this is the start. That's loud, isn't it? I mean, it's worth saying to like anyone listening, like this is um, Paul's phone speaker. This isn't hooked up to the Bluetooth or anything. This is just literally coming out of the, you know, I won't say the tinny, but the the small iPhone kind of speaker. So, that yeah, that was loud. Well, and this is this is in the game. And this is a guy scoring 
Uh, he gets a rebound, gets a layup. That's loud, isn't it? Yeah. That's that's um. That's in the game. That's what it should be. Probably in an atmosphere. But like in in England, so, we're like. Well, we want purest basketball. Yeah, but I've got a, a theory on that. If everyone did it, it'd be fine. But because there's only one or maybe two teams that even want to do or have <clears> done or try and do anything like that. I want to say there's not an inconsistency, but then the refs are like, well, hang on a minute. That's an obvious home advantage, which then may be where they're the Yeah, home. but I don't understand why in England we have this thing of, oh, you can't have an advantage. You can't be disrespectful. Not disrespectful, but it's like but it, you said, here's our home team. There's the away team. Done. Like, yeah. I'm not being disrespectful to them, but why am I going to go, guys, let's give them all a clap. Come on. Yeah, it's no, like, no other sporting does that. And... and and we don't we, do it for football. We, I was say we definitely don't do it for football. I know. And if, if you're going to say what's the number one sport in England, it's going to be football. And they definitely don't do it for that. Or, and the only thing I think they're close with is, you know, we've both been to rugby games. And rugby's a different thing altogether because you'll have two people and it's, you know, rugby is very much like a gentleman's game. Um, or a, It's a thug's game paid by gentlemen, so to speak, isn't it? That's what I always say. But you'll have people on opposing teams sat next to each sat other. Sat next to each other, yeah. And it's a really good spirit and it's a really good atmosphere and stuff like that. You can't do that in football, but you can do no. that You can do that in rugby and stuff like that, which is ironic because that's a contact sport and everyone's well, sat there and it's okay. My son was sat next to me for the, one of the games. Yeah. And I've taken him to Fratton Park quite a lot. So yeah. that's, he's used to... That's the local, uh, you know, football team here. Yeah. In Portsmouth. And um, like that's 20,000 fans watching a football game. And a football game, um, this is for the uh, anyone anyone listening in Adelaide, is uh, quite aggressive at Fratton Park. It's got a reputation for being quite, quite vocal, fans very close to the pitch. It's an old stadium. Intimidating yeah, atmosphere. Because it, it's a, a very closed stadium, isn't it? And because it's small and compact, it's... The noise is yeah. just all co- focused on the pitch. There's yeah. nowhere to hide. Whereas if you're in, uh, is it Man United and places, they're like 70,000 people or something crazy like that. That, that. You're so far away from it that the players are like, well, we can hear it, but the actual crowds are quite quiet because the tickets are very expensive yeah. and all those sort of things. So actually, the atmosphere isn't there in the same well, way. Well, this was this is what made me laugh. So one of my sons was sat next to me and you had... <clears throat> in the seat in front of us, just to the left a bit, you had some Perth fans. And Perth scored, and they yeah. went, yay! And he was like, what? Sure! <laughs> <laughs> it was like, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Like, you're allowed to do it. Like, everyone's cool. Like, we're not at Fratton Park anymore. <laughs> like, relax. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> so they were giving these rat, uh, you know, clap, uh, Clapper handings. Oh, yes. One of those. Yeah. Anyway, so every time Perth scored, he kind of just rattled it by this person's head. (laughs) But it was like, chill, chill. Some kind of like nice 
conservative uh, hate crime. Mm. But look, I want to play a few more clips. This is, um, what is the score? 95-88. I think at this point, it was really close. I think Adelaide have just hit a three, something like that. They've just hit a big shot and they've gone up by five yeah. at this point. Timeout gets called. Crowd are going nuts. Oh, it's a set. Oh, I think they had a seven-point lead at that point, so everyone's like, game over. Well, I hope they had the Spotify license for that. Um, and then <laughs> this is the end of the game. This is the actual end of the game. This is the crowd. Oh, hang on. Oh, I just played the same clip, haven't I? Classy. Well done. No, it is the same clip. Oh, it's the same music, but it's at the end. Um, so, yeah. So, um, look. That is on my phone that I just did that. So yeah. you can hear the sound. Imagine that, like having conversations um, when you're close to the court is a bit more challenging. Now, when you're further back, probably a bit easier because all the speakers are pointing down. Can I say, hell, I just forgot all about this. Right. All about this. So I was pretty much courtside for the first game I went to on my own. When I yeah. took the kids there, yep. we, I just, whatever seats I could get, we were sat. The most comfortable seats I have ever sat in in my life yeah. at a basketball game. Not even close would be second place. It yeah. was like padded, like proper cushion, padded seats. I sat down, I was like, bloody hell, it's just VIP, what's going on? Like, it would be what you would expect VIP seats in America. And we were like row M. Oh, wow. Great, wasn't it? I don't, know, I don't know how far back that was. It would be, the tiers are slightly different. In America, you've got lower bowl, upper bowl. Was there a lot of, just, I mean, you mentioned about sitting, was there a lot of people getting up from the seats and stuff? Because, you know, when we've gone to the games, there are, like you said, some games where it's like, right, everyone's stepping off, and then every now and again, people are just getting up and wandering down and going and getting food and stuff. You get that a little bit, of course, you do because people need the loo and all that stuff. But when the you, game was the, playing, most people, it sounds like most people were there and engaged with the game. Yeah, you can hear the volume. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it sounded like there wasn't much, like in the quarters and the breaks like that, did a lot of people leave and go and get concessions and stuff? Or did you find that actually still people were People were just doing it when they needed to do it. Yeah. Oh, I'm hungry, I'll go get something. It was kind of like that. Um, but um, yeah. Because that's was... one of the things from the games that what I was always shocked me was that you, you get to like the third, the, maybe the fourth quarter and if it's like 25 points down or something, go on. people are going home and you go, dude, this, you can still watch it. Like someone might come out and do like the dunk of the year. You're going to totally miss it because you've decided to go home because they haven't won. Yeah, well, I, I think there's famous ones, isn't there, where like uh, Pacers and Knicks playing each other. The <laughs> people are like going, oh, yeah, we won. And they're like, what? You just yeah. lost. Yeah. Like, you, sh you shouldn't have left. But um, no, look, it was, and I'm not saying this, it was the most comfortable seat I have ever sat in and it was a Ronnie Random seat in the upper bowl somewhere. Did, did you have your little drink holder in the front? There wasn't a drink holder. You liked your little drink holder and all that. That was great, you? wasn't it? It is. Boom, boom. 
Boom. But um, no, it was a comfortable seat. A bit like, a bit like where we are now in the booths. Yeah. It was just really well padded, cushioned, big, lots of room, and it was like, wow, Matt, look, they got a lot of room in Australia. Yeah, they do. They yeah. can. They can. So uh, is the stadium like? It, it, I won't say in the city, but is it more suburbs or is it actually closer to in the city sort of thing? I do not know the graphical uh, area of Adelaide yeah. where things are, but it, I think it is just on the outside of the city. Yeah. Not no, it's in Adelaide, but it's to the. I think it's on one of the outskirts. Because my understanding. When we did the Detroit thing, one of the things was you had the Palace in Auburn Hills. But it was in Auburn Hills, which at the time was in the suburban. Yeah. So that was quite a big deal because it was the first place that was, and then they brought it back into the sort of city where more and more coming back into the city sort of. No, thing. it is in the city, but it's just on the outskirts, is my understanding. Yeah. Because so. I mean, it's the biggest problem for a, the UK by a, a country mile. I, I think you could get four or five thousand people to a game um, if you had proper stadium facilities. And this is why I think the BBL are doing the right thing because they are not letting every team that wants to join the BBL come in. Yeah. And they're doing that because they don't want teams to come in and then leave. They want to build those teams up and go, right, if those 10 teams have what London Lions have got, we're ready to go. Like yeah. you're getting that and it will build from there. Um, well, I guess the NBL as well. Um, because Australia are geographically where they are in the world, they are, I want to say the island of one, but they are their own pyramid of one. They're not playing internationally against very close local teams, should we say. The same way like if London could play Paris and it's like an hour on a flight sort of thing. <laughs> No, I think like... Like it's a five-hour flight from Perth to Sydney or something, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> well, when... Um, I can only comment between Adelaide and Sydney, but it was like a two-hour flight. Yeah. So, yeah, you're on a two-hour flight or you're on a coach for two days or whatever it would be. Yeah, exactly. Or a day. So they are doing their own thing in that... In that challenge... Or that's a challenge in itself because you've got time zones, you've got that amount of travel and everything to do. They've got a player you would love to see in the NBL. I, I assume, I'm only assuming he's still playing. Yeah. Yeah. Ex-Dallas Mavs. Is it? Deladona? Deladona? What's he called? Oh. oh guard. Point yeah, guard. Yeah, won yeah. the championship. He was the one who... Mm, um, I forgot his name. The Laker player took out, wasn't he? Yep. Oh, they just said it. Deladona? Deladona? Something like that. Yeah. He butchered his name. And yeah, no. I, I just can't think of what his name is because all I can hear is Della Dona. God. But yeah. Him. He plays he plays over there. I don't know who he plays for. But I you mean, know, you're 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 getting ex NBA players yeah. going over there. I, I think it's they're going back at the end of their NBA career yeah. and they're Australian and they're and they're going over there. Well look, you you see you see it with European players. You see a lot of the European players, they go play in the NBA and then they'll go do a last tour in like one of the Spanish leagues or something like that. Or if you're Dennis Rodman, Brighton. <laughs> if you're Dennis Rodman, yeah, you just think. He came to England, didn't he? I know, but he did like a few games, didn't he? I think I think he played like, was it th two or three or four games? Just, but my understanding was he was having cigars on the bench. Yeah. He, you want me to go? Yeah. All right, coach, hang on. <sighs> Let's go. Yeah. I, 
I won't say it wasn't serious, but he didn't need to. He was just doing it for a bit of fun, wasn't he? But, but um, yeah, look, it was... Um, what, what a, again, I'm going to go back to how I started. What a team, what a setup, what an organisation, and what an exciting crowd. What an exciting game they have, game day. It Again, it is arguably better. No, it is better than some NBA games I've been to. And that says something. The crowd are just up for it to watch a basketball game. It's like, I wonder how that translates to watching it on TV. Put a game on, Mark, and have a look. No, no, I'm, I'm curious, like, if you watched it, another game and you'd be like, oh, I remember that chant, but it'll be much like, like we know. They it, did do a few of the chant, uh, a few of the musics, the, uh, the Force do. of Force, but the crowd were, again, like what we're trying to do with all the MP, like the um, in-game sounds and stuff get interaction they don't we don't know it in the uk no. so we, i'm watching it and why aren't they cheering but over there they were very much i can't remember which one it was that they used but they were like and or whatever it was and i remember thinking oh wow america don't even do that for that one no but they've turned it into a defense chant and i was like okay wow i'm gonna nick that idea what a great idea that was and i, I i'll get that M i'll play the mp3 to you um and start trying to get people say defense for that but again in the uk it's we're on that learning journey of what kind of crowd are we are we a australian crowd and a, like an american crowd very similar or are we a european crowd where we're, it's like a football event well you, when you said something to chairman rob on our last podcast when we we were live at, at the uh, the scrimmage and he actually said about he had some friends who come down I haven't got any interest in basketball, but they've come down because they went to show support the first time and they went, oh, this is a great atmosphere, I had a nice time. So now they come down regularly because they actually just enjoy that. This is what I'm going to do on a Saturday night because I know I'm going to have a nice time and it's, it's a nice atmosphere. Spend a couple of hours, watch a game. It's good love. And they suddenly gone with well, the atmospheres here and they are now basketball fans. And now they're like, oh, actually, I'm getting into it. So it's all about that whole entertainment thing. And obviously... You know, Adelaide thirty sixes would blow your mind. You were raving about it. Anyone's mind. It is, it is NBA standard. That's brilliant. As, I, like, I bet they'll be happy with to hear that. If they've lasted <laughs> this long, yeah, <laughs> of course they have. Um, of course but they have. It is. It is. I mean, obviously NBA games are like twenty thousand, and they're like ten thousand. But um, other than volume, they got it all. They got it all. Um, and you know what? Mark, we should, uh, that's it. We should start the UK Adelaide 36ers Appreciation Fan Club over in the, here. We should do that. The Talking Basketball podcast should be leading the way for supporting Adelaide 36ers. The Magpie lovers. But we can't say that because that's Newcastle, isn't it? Dunno, we just say if you if, if you don't listen to the Talking Basketball podcast, you don't support the Adelaide 36ers if you're in the UK. Yeah. We can be not as in partnership with them. They could be twinned with us. We are twinned. We, yeah. could, we could twin with them. They could Adelaide Thirty Sixers could be twinned with the Portsmouth Force. Wow! Imagine that. Well, <laughs> Dale, if, if they want to trade some players, if they want to trade some players over, we'll trade some. Back. He comes over. <laughs> yeah, let's do some trades. Let's do some trades. Let's have a look. 
Let's get a couple of them over. We here. can get um, we'll get for uh, Trent, Trenton Flowers. Some of the small guys like six eight six Trey nine. Kel. Yeah. And uh, oh, hang on, Dayjan Vasiljevic. Just get him over here. Yeah, pop Dayan on the plane. Just pop him over. We'll be over for a few weeks. We'll get a couple of cup games out of the way. But uh, uh, look, if if you are travelling to Australia and you're in the Adelaide area, I warmly encourage you to go and watch a game take kids they'll love it my kids minds were blown they were just like wow they were just like wow we they've been to uk games they've been to an australia game and, and then they're like they're like dad that is that is the best thing i've ever been to in my life and i said to i said to the one i always take to pompey um that's the football for anyone australian listening i said what would you rather go to if i said we can go to Fratton Park and you can watch Pompey play football or we go to Adelaide and watch the 36ers play what would you rather do and he sat there for ages ages thinking really? about it going this is tough and he goes he goes tell me you said hungry jacks as a response <laughs> he, he thought about it for a long time and he went I don't know why I thought about this for so long and I was like okay so what's the answer and he went Adelaide 36ers Wow, and he said, he, he goes, he goes, he goes. I'm, he, he, and for him, he's ten. Yeah. For him to say it with the passion and go into the detail, he was like, Dad, I love the way they were doing this. I love the music. I love the loudness. I love the crowd. I like it when the uh, when a, a three hits. Yeah. So a bit like what we do when a player scores, they do all that. When a three goes in like whatever song they're playing it's and all the stream coming out the baskets and stuff like that he loved it um i, I do have one negative whoa I dale have, cover your ears i have one negative cover your ears dale and this won't make any sense to anyone in australia um He's writing this down. He's getting his pens already. <laughs> no, no, they they won't He's change like, it. He's like, I'm gonna cross that. Uh, uh, this is. List. I, I'm assuming this is just part of their sport. Next time Paul's over visiting family, he's like, "Hey Dale, I'm over here." But like, you can just go and flip and do one, mate. Um, <laughs> let me. I can actually give you a, an actual example. So this classic, yeah, is the buzzer. Yeah, yeah. No, not in Australia. Their buzzers like really high pitch. Oh, it's like, one of those. Yeah. yeah. Yo. Um, and that, so when that first went off, I was like, "What was that? Like, is that was is, is that a fire oh, alarm no. test or something?" Because it was doing it quite a bit, and I was thinking, "What's going on? Like, whoever's in charge of doing fire alarms today should be fired." Like, what's going on? And then Dale turned around and went, that's the buzzer. And I was like, I'm used to that buzzer. No. Real yeah. deep. Um, so when someone's shooting at the... Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, you don't want that, do you? But no, it's once you're used to it, you're used to it. But it was like, to start off with, I was like, what is that? That's disgraceful. But um, it's all right. Once you get used to it, it's all right. But I think we, uh, we like that because we've seen the NBA for so long we we have that purist yeah a view of don't change that that's that is the that is that is the that sound is the best sound you can do for a yeah, buzzer of course it is, so yeah. you you change it for us we're like oh that sounds a bit weird well if you say the words i'm going to hit a buzzer beater 
but you don't think of like a high pitched thing. An air horn. It is if a three, two, one. That's what you think of. It is a, a very raw. I should try to get an example for you, but yeah, I'm sure we could look it online. But that's not that's not a negative aimed at anyone. I, I imagine that's that just thing, a league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was the only thing out of the whole basketball experience that I had that was like. Did you see any oh, badminton? Bit... Did you see any badminton? Zero badminton lines. No paraphernalia. Zero. No rackets. Zero. Weren't badminton players waiting in the wings. With There's their no nets way put... you're getting badminton lines on Adelaide 36's court. Well, it's an entertainment centre. I wondered if they would. It, it was a false floor and they rolled stuff out, I guess. It's not a sport, Mark. It's not entertaining. And that's why badminton isn't in the entertainment centre. Do you think they might have, you know, Australia have pretty tough things about getting in the country, like with fruit and stuff. Do you think they've said no badminton just keep it out i'm fairly confident they've it's said on the, it's on the ban list it's not a sport you're not coming in so badminton would be off the list it's, it's actually on the do you have anything in there fruit veg badminton rackets right you're getting searched <laughs> but you know it's it was um it was a wonderful experience uh to see what basketball is like in um, in Australia and I can only thank um, you know the Adelaide 36ers thank Dale um, you know for their hospitality you know yeah, what that, uh, that was very awesome you guys to, you know I reached out to you and it's like what's the chance that we could do something with the media and uh, it's, it's very short notice but I mean your whole trip was planned pretty short notice um and then it was, hey, why don't we do something like that? And then you said, oh, I've got tickets. I was like, let's just see what happens. And it just, you know, we're, we're talking not even weeks. Um, and Oh, no, we're talking days for that. Oh, yeah. It, like the kit, like literally we're in a, <laughs> no, you were talking about kangaroos, but we're in a kangaroo thing and I'm on the phone to Dale. Like, yeah. Oh, if you can, that'd be brilliant. But you know what I loved about it? And this is where people like, this is standard in America and it's nice to see that australia embracing i'm going to say new media mm -hmm. it's probably the word i'd use yep whereas i think in england it's like i don't think you'll mind me saying up. this when we were speaking on the phone afterwards you were um still quite surprised how that i'm not saying that you were sat there like well i'm here and i'm in the media booth and you know this is what we do we do do podcasts and we do have uh you know what was the numbers recently it was like 35k mark like 35k yeah. last 30 days yeah and and which is amazing and thank you all for listening and if you're listening this far i thank you even more but um it is new media and a lot of people don't realize um that newspapers uh the broadcast world they have a way of doing things um, and there's things that we're trying to get access to at the moment with the podcast relating to basketball and it, for basketball in different countries and and for in our home country as well but there are certain routes you have to go down because they will put podcasting in with a broadcast and it we aren't broadcasting it's a different thing um, we're probably more clo closer to as you said the two guys who were given the alternative kind of commentary yeah, yeah we're closer to that where it's we're not doing a blow by blow and we're certainly not doing something live um doing something live would be absolute chaos um 
with us, quite frankly, because we both fidgets and highly inappropriate. So yeah, just trying to do those things would be, would be difficult anyway. But um, just that whole new media thing of doing the podcasting—it's the response we've had from people, and you've said it. Uh, coming up and saying it's like a conversation and I'm part of the conversation it's like you're mates with people already and they haven't met you yeah. and they'll come up and go oh that thing you said like that and I'm like I look at them a little bit like how do you know about that conversation <laughs> yeah. what yeah because we stalking me and it's like oh yeah no and then it's like oh so what do you think about you know Newcastle Eagles how, how, like it's yeah well someone stopped me with my shirt on the other day and said oh yeah Michael Jordan is the best player in the world and went uh, okay he said no let me tell you why and i was like oh right yeah and he said I, I listened to this podcast and i was like mm-hmm he said there's this one and there's, there's some guys in portsmouth and i was like you know that's me right yeah yeah and he said yeah no there's these two guys and i'm like i don't okay you're not listening you I, not I, I literally just saying. said i am that person you're talking about but yeah yeah so but michael jordan is the best anyway and i thought i just i'm not gonna throw this one i'm not throwing Hang this on, guy he's now me. listening to this going I was talking to that guy. <laughs> it's like, I was, he probably isn't. He's sort of thinking, yeah, I, I, there was definitely something I saw pop up. But anyway, the whole point was you were saying with media, it's, it is funny how we have to navigate in different ways. And yet, uh, Dale and the media team and everyone there were so welcoming for you. Well, they embrace it because let, let's be honest. Like when you're looking at, and I'm not saying this bragging, but when you're looking at like, 35,000 in the last 30 days. Yep. It's like, you know, I think that would only be, sorry, hang on. <coughs> it's only beneficial to talk about the BBL or whatever it is. Yeah. So, you know, the Adelaide guys are going, okay, cool, brilliant. You're going to talk about the Adelaide 36ers and whatever you're going to say about us, but that's going to go out to an audience. So people are going to go, I want to go to that arena and hear hungry jacks hungry, or whatever it is <laughs> that people are going to do um and let's face it the number of listening listeners at the moment are that home attendance that they're having times 3.5 yeah oh yeah and it was only when i'm there going wow yeah and was talking to some of the commentators and stuff it was a bit like when i said podcast it was like oh okay what are the numbers like and then when i said the numbers like they were like oh crap that's that's quite a lot then yeah like, yeah um and again i'll go back to a comment i said a while back and i think it was elton john who said this it's like it doesn't matter if someone says something good or bad as long as they spell your name right yeah yeah and i think at the moment again the nba or the you know the the australian stuff there again they have that mentality of like we want to just get out there yeah yeah that's the way to do it is in the uk it really feels like they, it's like old got media a, they got yeah. a big it's old media big wall built up and go this is how we function yeah and we don't know we i don't know let's see we're, we're trying to get into a few places we are so trying see. to and you know we we've spoken about open new bbl and we're not uh it's not critical critical in a bad way but we are aware that because there is a pyramid of one and it's their product they want to very specifically handle the media around that so we can understand that where you have maybe different types of access and all those sort of things and we'll work with them to figure a way out with stuff like that but also with basketball england like you've said and the bigger thing with gb maybe with fimba maybe with all the sorts of things international teams 
I think there is a, a place for the podcasting to be able to access directly. You know, some yeah. of the people that you mentioned today to me uh, are potentially people who have got we got coming up. That you know, they is. I am nervous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I am nervous. I don't know how I'm going to talk to this guy. No, exactly, and 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 that's just one of many. And you think now it's a case of we're going to start looking at people saying, well, we'd love to come and talk with you, but actually don't want to have that time that's fine because there are other people who'd love to come and have a chat with us and yes yeah, it's, it's, you know. it's mental well i also had the the second time we've had this i won't say a backhanded compliment but i still can't decide if it's a compliment or they need a slap but one other person said to me you guys are like an anton deck oh and it's the second person who said that because rob chairman mr chairman said that the first time like an uh, well so they they won like comedy awards for like 10 years in a row so I'll take that as a compliment Mark yeah. just because one's got a massive forehead ignore that bit well they both have haven't they <laughs> and I'll take it as a compliment and they've done very well but for themselves they have done very well for themselves but yes someone said that and I thought uh, take it as a compliment take that. so um, yeah but well, um, thank you very much Adelaide for hosting him and if you are in Adelaide, also, other than going to see the 36ers, go and get a chocolate milkshake from Hungry Jack's. Now, I tell you what, if you are from Adelaide and you're coming over to the UK yes. and you want to experience basketball, come to the Ports of Force. Come to the Ports of Force. Oh, sugar. Drop a, a, a message to us at ukbasketballpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we actually do have talking basketball at chestenterprises.co.uk as well. Hang on. Us. I, I, sorry, yeah, drop us a line. Drop I, us a line because if there, there is a game and you happen to be on, you can come and uh, have a chat with us. There's one thing, last thing <sighs> that I forgot about Adelaide 36 that I wanted to show you. And I was so disappointed I couldn't pick up one of these jerseys. Je oh, jerseys. So, you, so yeah. one of your things, this dark blue one that I'm wearing now, yeah. that's the home kit. Oh. Yeah, they wear that at home. Dark blue's home. Yes, and the, the opposite to the NBA. When they travel away, they wear this, but white. Oh. Yeah. So it's the same thing, but home they wear color, away they wear white. I'm oh. assuming that's what it is anyway. From okay. the games I've seen, that's what it is. Okay. However, there is a third kit. Yep. This might be the greatest kit of all time. <laughs> okay. I've got a picture of it here. Now, obviously... You've got um, in Australia the Aboriginal culture. Yes. They took some of the Aboriginal art and turned it into a kit. And on it, it says Ghana. Yep. Uh, I'm sure it says Kana. Some people say Kana. I'm not sure. Ghana or Kana. I think it's Ghana, which stands for Adelaide in Aboriginal. Okay. Here's the kit. What do you think of this? Boom. Ooh. I love that kit. It's um, vibrant. Um, you need to process it for a while. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted like to a, get that kit. There you go. Like, Let um, me look at it. It's like a beaded pattern, like a uh, not mandala. Um, yeah, that's Aboriginal art, Mark. Yeah, very cool. <clears throat> I loved it. It ties. It really ties nicely in with the colours, actually. I went to get one of those in the stadium. Uh, sorry, in the arena when I was there. Yeah, and. Um, I went to the shop and I was like, have you got this? And they were like, sold out. I'm like, no way. And I was like, what about around the other side? And they, and they were, were like, like, yes, why, mate? Sold out everywhere. And I'm like, oh, no. And she's like, the only place you're going to get that will be online now. 
That looks, that looks very I was cool. a little bit disappointed because that's why I like this top because I'm wearing this Adelaide top and it's like I got this in Australia and I literally bought it and it's this yeah. is an Australian top whereas sometimes when you buy it online it's like has that come from Australia you know what I mean oh yeah no yeah it, it, there's something to you you got that and um, you put hand on it so but that's that's brilliant. a cool kit I love that kit I wanted to get because no one else is going to have a kit like that no, I've never seen one like that before but um, yeah, oh, that's very good. Well, and so ends the Adelaide edition. Well, it, apologies for it being late, but I had to get on a 21 hour flight and then someone infected me with germs. <laughs> and, I, and I wanted to hopefully come across with as much passion that. Um, but you said when the guy infected you, you called him a piece of <laughs> and you said that he should definitely go in himself. Yes. That the main thing is that if you have germs, don't cough on a plane. Hold well, your what breath. Are they do? Just, <laughs> just go. Go. <laughs> That's one way to do it. Well, so ends another edition. Yeah. So Adelaide, thank you. Thank you for uh, your hospitality. Thank you for having amazing fans. And thank you for having a great organization. And lastly, if you live in the Adelaide area and you got some spare time and you've not seen the 36ers play, you need to get down there and see them. What an atmosphere. What an organisation. Let's go Sixers! Well, so ends another edition of Talking Basketball Podcast. I've been Mark. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to go back and check out all the other episodes. We've got 57 of them out now. Please wow. contact us on our email, ukbasketballpodcast at gmail.com. I've been Mark. I have been Paul. Goodbye. Goodbye.